0: Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. With me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Zirk.
1: On today's show, we'll be joined by Jaya Benj from Storefront Manitoba. We're going to be talking about the Winnipeg Design Festival that kicked off last night and learn about world-renowned urbanist Richard Florida, who's speaking tonight as well.
0: We'll also learn about Winnipeg Harvest from their community garden associate, Morag Morrison. They welcomed us to help out for a morning in their community garden recently, and Mo sat down with us to explain how the Winnipeg Harvest garden works and how you can volunteer as well.
1: We'll also hear from one of the artists participating in the Wall-to-Wall Mural and Culture Festival Here in Winnipeg. The festival's been creating multiple indoor and outdoor murals and art pieces across the city all September long, and we'll learn about where and how you can experience these works of art for yourself.
0: And we'll speak with Beverly Suick, a volunteer from Grands and More, which is a local group that's working to raise awareness and support organizations that help grandmothers who are raising their grandchildren and orphaned children in Africa. We'll find out about an upcoming art sale that's taking place this weekend that is raising money for this important cause.
1: We've got all this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's live episode of River City 360.
0: Hello and welcome to Reverse City 360. My name is Nolan Bicknell. I'm here with Robert Zirk. Robert, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty well, Nolan. How are you doing? I'm always well when it's time
0: to record the show, but today we're not pre-recording. We are live. It is 12.02 p.m. Thursday, September 27th. Outside, it looks a little overcast. I don't have the exact... Do you have the exact... Seven degrees Celsius right now. Yeah, A little bit of light, light rain. You're always on top of things. That's why you're the best co-host a guy could ever imagine
1: oh, i'm blushing
0: well it's very cool to be live here with everyone today we've got some very cool guests coming to into the studio we've got some field pieces we recorded earlier this week and last
1: yeah and speaking of course of design uh, our first conversation today is with a friend of the show jaya bench she is here from storefront manitoba and also involved with the winnipeg design festival that is happening now That's
0: right, Uh, yeah, Jay's on her way into the studio, we're going to be talking about the Winnipeg Design Festival, it just kicked off last night, there's a bunch of events happening tonight, and the next couple days, so stay tuned for that, but we always kick off River City 360 with a song, so Robert, what song should we play for the people right now
1: well seeing as how uh, today's show is focusing on uh, the winnipeg design festival we're talking about richard florida talking about urban design in our cities and it's uh, kind of a main sort of theme right now here in the city we thought why don't we play downtown petula clark right here on river city 360
2: When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know downtown. Just listen to the music. Brighter there You can't forget all your troubles Forget all your cares So go downtown Things will be great When you're downtown No final place For sure downtown So much brighter there You can forget all your troubles Forget all your cares So go downtown Where all the lights are bright down
0: was Downtown by Petula Clark. Welcome to welcome back to River City Three Sixty. Nolan and Robert here with you as always. And now we are joined in studio by Jaya Ben. She is on the executive at Storefront Manitoba and a friend of the show. She's been on here before. Jaya, thank you for joining us.
3: I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well we're very happy to have you here because we're going to be talking a little bit about the Winnipeg Design Festival that Storefront Manitoba is putting on, and I guess it kicked off yesterday. How does it, How are you feeling now that it's finally here and you can enjoy the festivities as opposed to planning and, and panicking a well, little I bit? Well, I think
3: in my role it actually becomes a lot busier oh, than the really? festival's oh, okay, here because yeah. I haven't been one of the ones um, uh, deeply involved right. in the planning, although I chatted with the Two festival curators last night, Tia and Megan. Right, we've had them on the show too. They're pretty happy that for it sure. started, and um, you know they can only do as much as they can do at this point, and definitely. they they're pretty happy with how it's all come together. But yeah. uh, I'm definitely feeling the busyness. Of so the what's next few what's days. what is your
0: role going to entail for the next few days? Where are you going to be? Where where can people find you out in the uh, city? Find me. Yeah. Well,
3: they don't need to find me. Right. All sorts Well, where, of where will we see you? I guess yeah. is a better question. Uh, so last night was really exciting. Um, we had uh, a launch event, uh, which was linked with the launch of a group called um, Building Equality in Architecture. Cool. Uh, followed by a mayoral forum Ooh. talking about design and urbanism, which was uh, pretty exciting. Um, seeing trying to to get the conversation to center around um, questions around design and urbanism. Uh-huh. Although I, I think that there are a lot of hot topics that you know it's easy to. Let me to Portage
0: in Maine was on the docket?
3: Surprisingly, there wasn't Not a lot of much? chat about Portage and okay. Maine. But um, yeah, some interesting responses from the candidates, for sure.
0: For sure, yeah. So uh, that kicked off last night. What are some other uh, big events that are happening in the next few days as a part of the Winnipeg Design Festival?
3: There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I won't be able to get into all of them, but this evening at 5.30, um, the Manitoba Association of Landscape Architects is go- going to be doing a bicycle tour of parks and public spaces and then as you know um, one of the the biggest events uh, as part of the design festival is this Richard Florida lecture tonight at the Winnipeg Art Gallery. Uh, so very excited about that. Uh, tomorrow there's a chalk walk and um, a, a, an activity called structure, which is creatively building forts and oh, nice. other sculptural forms out of. Are boxes. these for kids or
0: like what ages? For people general are, public, yeah, okay, although cool.
3: um, we always try to have a, a, a few events that are more uh, directed towards a, a younger audience. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow uh, tomorrow evening uh, after in the afternoon there's a, a panel called research so everything mm. about the Festival is related to uh, this prefix re, right. so reimagine, reevent, um, yeah. reform. Uh, so the research uh, panel is some new faculty at um, the Department of Architecture, uh, the Faculty of Architecture, talking about their research. Okay. Uh, and then there's a regular event uh, that's part of the Winnipeg Design Festival every year called Ten by Twenty by Twenty. Um, so that's a um, designer uh with uh, yeah, uh, 10 people in design related fields who have 20 slides and oh. 20 seconds per slide. Oh, cool! So it's always fun really to quick. see yeah. what they fit into that. Very
0: cool. And is this all available for all public to come to everything pretty much? Uh,
3: exactly. Yeah. Uh, we, we really try to make um, all of the events uh, very accessible yeah. to everybody in the city. So, um, both holding all the events in very central mm. locations, um, but also, um, um, making them affordable. So the only event as part of the festival that there's a, a, a cost attached is the lecture this evening. Yeah. So
0: Richard, we'll talk about Richard Florin in a bit. Uh, what are some of the challenges with with making design accessible? Because you know a lot of people are like, I'm not a designer. I don't know how this thing works. I'm not a. I'm not artistic, or I'm not. But what was part of the challenge of making that accessible and, and helping people to understand that, you know, this is very, for, it's for everyone.
3: It's for everyone. It's yeah. part of everyone's lives. Right. It's not I think that's, uh, yeah. uh, something only practiced by a, a small few and only understood by a small few. And, you know, it's not something that happens behind closed doors. So we're really trying to emphasize that it it happens out in public spaces. And
0: Part of it is just, I guess, educating people how um, intertwined design is in their everyday lives I exactly. would imagine right? yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about Richard Florida. Why, why was Richard Florida a good fit for the design festival? Why, why is what is he gonna talk about as far as design is concerned when it's like when we're talking about the city?
3: So he's certainly a a, a leading voice in conversations on design and urbanism and has been for some time. I think people know him best for his use of this idea of the creative class. Mm. Um, And I think he's come to realize and there has been some criticism over time um, that there are challenges associated with too much focus on that and um, uh, challenges with gentrification as it right. relates to design and so i think based on this um, uh, a lot of his more recent research um, and the topic of tonight's lecture is about the new urban crisis right uh so yeah i i i'm i'm not overly familiar with his work, yeah. so I'm really excited to, uh, to hear what he has to say tonight, because yeah. um, we we're facing a lot of challenges, and um, hopefully some solutions can be found can be found, so yeah, I'm hoping it'll be both educational and inspirational.
0: Well, later on in the show, we've got tickets are $25 for general admission and $10 for students, but if you listen, excuse me, to River City 360 in a boat, probably let's say half an hour, we're going to have a giveaway where we're going to give away two tickets and his book, The New Urban Crisis, and uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Was some of the things... When it comes to urban sprawl and all this thing brought up in last night's uh, kickoff event, like, or the uh, the
3: definitely yeah. So yeah. what
0: what what were people asking about, and how did the mayoral candidates respond in sort of general terms? I'm curious sure, about
3: that. yeah. Um, the questions uh, were related to uh, density, mm. uh, about factors uh, related to uh, what makes a city livable. Right. Um, that was really interesting because safety features on that list and quite a few of the, the candidates just honed in on, on that word. Um, and uh, conversations about the rivers and how do we connect uh, with the rivers and make mm. them a more um, uh, more of a focal point in the right. city, both for um, connection between neighborhoods, but also um it, you know they could be a a place for recreation right. to happen but uh, again th- that conversation got quite focused on um uh our our issues with sewage and um so right. it, it's it's interesting um not having been um part of those uh heated political You're conversations right. in the past how how yeah. how they how they um how they go, how. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Jaya, when you factor in, um, all the conversations that are happening about, you know, Portage and Maine, it seems like people are really starting to think about the city's future and how they want to see our city designed. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you hoping that people will, how do you, how do you see the festival factoring into that conversation? What are you th- hoping that people will take away at the end of the festival?
3: maybe uh the most important thing would be to for everyone to have a, a vision for mm-hmm. Winnipeg and what we could be and what we could learn from other cities that make it on to this list of top yeah uh, most livable cities in the world
0: that's really well said yeah mm-hmm. I think and it just starts with education understanding mm-hmm. people what what we what is capable here in Winnipeg, and what we should be striving towards. Yeah. We
3: we do have a, a little pop up shop um, in the the concourse underneath Portage in Maine. So oh. if anyone wants to learn more about the Open Winnipeg platform and um, cool. some of the arguments on that side, um, uh, I think they have donuts down there most Ooh. days too. So Sold.
0: <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> That's great. Well. For people who want to learn more, come to the con- con- to the concourse at Portage and Maine, learn about it, understand what what's at stake for our city, but for people who want to find out more information about tonight's event, um, I know the website is winnipegdesignfestival.net, but where can people find out more information about uh, the Winnipeg Design Festival?
3: I would encourage everyone to follow both Storefront and the Winnipeg Design Festival on all of our social media platforms, so Twitter and Facebook and Instagram.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Well... Jaya Bench, on the executive uh, with Storefront Manitoba. Thank you for coming in today. That was it was it's great to talk to you always because you have a very interesting perspective when it comes to Winnipeg and when it comes to how the city ought to be designed. Uh, Thank
1: you for your time today. We really appreciate it.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks, Nolan, and thanks so much again to Jaya Bench for joining us today. Come, come next. We've attended Winnipeg Harvest a couple of weeks ago and got a little bit dirty in the process. RC360 helped out volunteering in their community garden, and Morag Morrison sat down with us to talk about the garden and just how important volunteers are to Winnipeg Harvest in general. We'll bring you that interview after our next musical break, and since we're talking about Winnipeg Harvest, here is Neil Young with Harvest Moon right here on River City 360. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this Thursday afternoon. Recently, RC 360 was on location at Winnipeg Harvest as we had a tour of the facility and then helped out in the garden for a couple of hours. Afterward, Nolan was able to sit down with Mo Morrison, Community Garden Associate at Winnipeg Harvest, and they talked about the garden and some of the other programs that you may not have even known that Harvest had. Nolan?
0: Thank you for listening to River City 360. My name is Nolan Bicknell and I'm on location at Winnipeg Harvest in their garden speaking with Mo Mo Morrison, Morrison, the community garden associate here at Winnipeg Harvest. Mo, thank you for joining us.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: So thank you also for allowing us to uh, work here in the garden today. We volunteered for about an hour in the garden and uh, I I guess my first question is how much work here is done by volunteers?
4: The vast majority of it. So we have people who are coming in throughout the season, just individual volunteers, and then quite often we have school groups or we have corporate groups or we have other groups that come in and do really big kind of project days with us throughout the season.
0: What's it like when kids are coming through here and playing in the garden and helping you out?
4: It's really fun. We have a really awesome program through Louis Rail School Division called Partnership for Change. So they come to harvest throughout the school year, and then in the spring they actually plant seeds. They bring them back to their classrooms, take care of them, and then they come back in early June and transplant them into our garden here. So those days are busy, but very, very fun.
0: How important is it to start kids at a young age understanding how food is made and where it comes from and, and what goes into healthy food?
4: I think it's super important. We're unfortunately pretty disconnected from our food systems because a lot of our food isn't grown in the city. We don't get to see it happening. So a lot of people don't actually know really where their food comes from or how it's growing or what it even really looks like while it's growing. So it's, in my opinion, very, very important that people are seeing that and getting really hands on with it.
0: How long has this garden area been uh, part of Winnipeg Harvest, and sort of ha- what what is its role when it comes to the sort of overall Winnipeg Harvest uh, mission?
4: So we started gardening at Winnipeg Harvest over ten years ago, but the garden in this capacity has only existed for the last three or four years. There's been a lot of expansion with it. Um,
0: What's the role? Like, what 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 is the, all the food here for, and where does it go, and and what percentage of the food is grown versus donated and stuff?
4: So everything that's grown here in the garden goes back into Winnipeg harvest, so the majority of the food that I've grown this year has gone back into our community kitchen, which feeds all the volunteers every day, and then anything surplus of that has gone into our emergency food bank room. I can't say for sure what the exact percentage is. It is honestly fairly small because we get a lot, we get millions of pounds of food donated every year, and we don't grow that here.
0: (laughs) What are some of the challenges of the garden Um, being in Winnipeg? It's a very temperate sort of climate Um, what are some of the challenges that you that you have in gardening here in Winnipeg?
4: Uh, We have a fairly short growing season we're what's known as zone three so there's a lot of plants that we can't grow here because we have a greenhouse we are able to expand the season on some of our potted plants which is really nice but we just run into kind of we're limited in what we can grow here but we also do have a really wide variety of plants from all over the world because we can expand the growing season a little bit.
0: What are some of the ideas that you have for, for expanding or increasing or improving the garden that isn't currently in place?
4: I would really like to offer kind of more workshops in terms of growing in small spaces and making sure that people can kind of take knowledge away to start their own community gardens or their own personal gardens. And in terms of expansion, we actually do actually have some more land that isn't expanded on yet. So we are hoping to maybe remediate the soil at some point. That's going to be a pretty big project. But I would really like to see some more in-ground planting. Right now everything is in raised beds. But I would love to see things like orchards, community orchards, and uh, more medicine gardens, things like that.
0: Um, If someone enjoys gardening and maybe is retired or wants to just help out and and volunteer here how can they get involved?
4: So they can contact our volunteer service department and go through the process of the application and the orientation and then they're definitely welcome in the garden. Uh, We welcome everyone we have raised beds so we're also an accessible garden for folks with disabilities as well and something that I really like is a lot of the people who come to volunteer in the garden have actually never gardened before so it's a really great place to learn if it's something you're interested in learning about as well. So
0: all ages, all skill levels of gardening, everyone's welcome.
4: Everyone's welcome, yeah.
0: So tell me a little bit about the Super Lunch, S-O-U-P, Super Lunch, that's happening uh, next month.
4: Yeah, so it's an annual fundraiser that we do for Winnipeg Harvest. It happens at MTS Place on November 5th. So at the end of the month, you'll be able to buy tickets through Ticketmaster. It's $10. You get bottomless soup and bread. Uh, and it's a really awesome fundraiser, a really great way to support Harvest and really fun lunch for everyone involved. Cool. So
0: where can people find out more information about the soup or Lunch?
4: You can look on our website. If you go to our events page, you'll find an event uh, page for the Super Lunch.
0: And that's winnipegharvest.org. awesome Winnipegharvest.org for all the information about the Super Lunch or if you want to volunteer here at Winnipeg Harvest. They're always accepting people. Mo, thank you for talking to us today about the garden and about Winnipeg Harvest.
4: Thank you for having me and thanks for volunteering.
1: Thanks so much, Nolan, and thank you again to Mo Morrison for speaking with us today about Winnipeg Harvest. Coming up next, we are going to be joined uh, by two youth ambassadors Sani Balcaran and Kenneth Castile. Uh, They've been working with the Wall-to-Wall Mural and Culture Festival that's been taking place all over Winnipeg. Uh, Some world-class artists are participating and uh, we'll be speaking with them about Wall-to-Wall and how the festival is coming to a culmination this weekend with Nuit Blanche so stay tuned for that. Before we get to that though, here is Chet Atkins with Main Street Breakdown right here on River City 360.
0: City 360 Nolan and Robert here with you today and we're now joined in studio by two very special guests we've got uh, two of the youth ambassadors for the wall-to-wall festival Osani Belkran and Kenneth Castillo gentlemen thank you for joining us
5: thank you for hey. having us
0: oh it's our pleasure uh, so the wall-to-wall festival has been happening all September long um, wh- how did you guys get involved with this where did you where did you get connected
6: oh uh, well we first started out um At Studio 393, we were two youth attending the program. Kenneth and me were in a rap group when we were 11 called Hemisphere Commission. How old are you guys now? We're n- I'm 19. I'm
0: 20. Rapping for nearly a decade. Yeah. You guys are the old OGs. Oh, I'm, actually, I'm retired. Oh, you're retired? <laughs> Making yeah. an annual appearance. Good, good, good. He good. hit his peak. <laughs> good to but, hear. on um,
6: the Wall to Wall Festival, he makes his <laughs> make appearance. <laughs> like very n- Oh,
0: nice. Cool. So yeah. Wall to Wall's been happening since 2014. How, did you, have you guys been involved since its inception, or when did you guys get involved?
6: Uh, we got involved, so we attended Studio 393 for a couple years, and then... The next, in I think two thousand and like thirteen, we decided to uh, uh, apply for Green Team, and then we got that. So when we got Green Team working at Graffiti Gallery and Studio Three Ninety Three, and Synonym was sort of being birthed at that time, and we got to be a part of the first Synonym Art Festival because that was a part of our jobs was to work there. Nice. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Same, same kind of a story. Kind yeah, of? yeah, yeah.
5: Uh, so got involved with Green Team and uh, with Osani and. Uh, at the time synonym was kind of just starting and stuff and and yeah i got to be involved with the very first one for
0: for our our listeners who don't know what studio 393 is give us a breakdown of what happens there
6: so studio 393 is an outlet program of graffiti gallery it's a used drop-in center open monday friday 4 8 pm basically there's like we graffiti Gallery's mandates to sort of work with all the elements of hip-hop so at studio 393 we work with a lot of like i'm part of the rap program there so i teach how to produce and how to rap and uh a little bit about like i know a little bit about djing so i'm trying to learn that right now and then on the other side there's kenneth and uh yeah
5: yeah Yeah, so on the other side uh there's the dance section right uh so i'm a break dancer there oh cool yeah so uh you know the youth will come in and and i'll volunteer and help out and teach them some dancing and stuff yeah what
0: what is it about those particular art artistic expressions that the youth connect with so well what do you why do you think rap and dance and djing and hip-hop is such a such a good fit for kids these days
5: uh i think i think it can connect it like for me it was definitely like an identity and mm-hmm. like i grew up uh listening to hip-hop and most of the youth that come through um uh are already hip-hop fans and they've been listening to hip-hop for a while so I think it's kind of like an identity and it gives them a solid outlet to to express anger and to express their emotions rather than in a positive way in a positive way yeah. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, exactly yeah
6: yeah it's pretty cathartic mm-hmm. I think that uh, hip-hop I think also the thing about hip-hop is that it's really cool and it's really neat to make and it's not super expensive but also if you look at like sort of the communities that make hip-hop it's always been people that have felt like they've been marginalized and whatnot so making hip-hop is uh it's a way of feeling like you've been heard and Mm -hmm. it's a way of still like when you when you when i listen to hip-hop uh I'm always going to work or I'm always... It's been like a tough day and I just need to keep going. I need that last thread or need to keep like walking on that string. And when my mom's listening to hip-hop she grew up on folk music so when she's listening to hip-hop it's really hilarious because she'll be like working <laughs> on the backyard or something it's i think it's a lot about that grind music and it's yeah. like
1: it can do so much to yeah. change your mood right yeah. or it's, to motivate you it's a beacon of
5: hope it's a good mind state well about mindset mind state
1: yeah. for sure so
0: let's talk about the wall to wall culture and art festival happening what sorts of things happen throughout the city if no one's ever heard of wall to wall before what, what's happening
6: so Synonym, uh, Syn- it's Synonym Art Collective, so they're a collective of a uh, bunch of, of artists uh, in music and in uh, painting, in uh, performance art. So what happens during Wall-to-Wall Festival throughout the month of September is we showcase all of these different forms of art, from dancing to performance art, and we have the murals being painted on Main Street and around the city. So that's what Wall-to-Wall Festival is. It's a time to showcase art and it's a time to get out there and uh yeah
0: have you guys always been comfortable showcasing your skills like when you were back when you were 11 were you just on the stage and killing it or were you a little more reserved
5: i say we're I'm like first time you and Osani performed together was at our high school uh talent show and uh we're grade nine grade or what seven. grade are you in i was grade nine yeah. grade seven wow yeah, grade seven, yeah. so it was a talent show and we got up there we we're so nervous i remember but um I don't know, we just just went on stage, and the crowd was so supportive, and I remember just feeling comfortable on stage. Osani, what'd you say you felt comfortable? Yeah? Uh,
6: I was pretty scared (laughs) at first, I was nervous. (laughs) But it was was dope, it was fun, and then through Studio 393 and through Cinema Mart, they kept giving us more opportunities to perform, and yeah, Yeah. keep building our skills up.
5: (laughs) Uh, I'd say Studio 393, Graffiti Gallery, and Cinema have like a huge, for for me personally, um, when I first came to the studio, I was kind of more shy, this shy kid that didn't know, didn't know how to express himself, didn't know how to be confident and on a stage, didn't know how to, uh, didn't have a lot of self-esteem, per se, but as a Synonym gave me more shows, more, more things to do, made me feel more important as a youth, like made me feel like, wow, I'm a part of something Brand. bigger than myself, then... Uh, Man, it just helps so much with my confidence. And yeah, stuff. and
0: that ha- yeah. that translates to real life, yeah, not just true. on stage. Yeah. The other
5: the other
6: thing with Cinemar too is they ha- showcase artists from uh, Winnipeg, but they also bring in artists from other cities. So, when you're when you're making art, and then you know someone like, and then someone comes from another city, like halfway around the world, or even like in Canada, and they come to do a workshop and perform sometimes you get to show them their your music or sometimes you listen to them talk and I feel like that's what makes you a better performer because mm-hmm. uh, we're being not only are we uh, getting showcased we're being mentored in right. whatever yeah and listening to other artists not just in hip hop in performance but listening to artists that make murals talk it's also a different way of like relating and
0: it's all about artistic expression yeah right and, and and like you said before if you have any negative emotions putting it into a positive format and putting it out into the world in that way because it is cathartic and it is it helps the city as well mm-hmm. so uh, you guys kind of answered this but i mean why is wall-to-wall good for winnipeg
6: well wall-to-wall is good for winnipeg in so many different ways but i think well what we have to look at is uh maine a lot because uh maine main street, street you mean? Yeah, yeah there's it's like that area it's like pretty big food desert No, there's not a lot of grocery stores there's um you know, there's a lot of a lot of what you can see wrong happens in that area sometimes but i think having murals there is uh even just in like west end i, I live in like west end and uh the piece before on the wichi wakanak center wasn't it didn't feel like it represented me or like it wasn't some it didn't feel as much as i could look there and be proud but now having a new mural there and having it updated and Having someone from the neighborhood make it feels like feel proud. You're proud of the neighborhood, and then you take
0: care of the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Cool. So what? What I understand, uh, Kenneth, you worked on one of the star blankets. As well, tell me about that experience. What was that like?
5: It was just for for me to do that uh, to be a part of that was was amazing. It was just um, it was really cool to be doing it on the street Mm -hmm. and um, at uh, that street level. Like you're right with everybody. And back to the to the point that we just made about what makes uh, this festival so good for the city, uh, I have a story where uh, I was painting on the side of the street, and so many, so many uh, uh, people that were a part of the neighborhood they're just coming up and they're so excited. Like, oh my goodness! Like, what is this? Uh, what are you guys doing? What is this? What is this for? And it was just so much excitement in there, and and it really seemed like they're actually like genuinely happy for that we were doing that and for the neighborhood, and it was just a good experience to feel a part of to be with that many talented people to be helping out even though i was like uh i was like a very small part of the big machine right it felt good to to just help out well, anyway it feels good to be a part of something
0: exactly. with such a positive effect on the city right yeah. you're like mm-hmm. you're doing you're doing good boys <laughs> good work um where, so if someone's listening right now and they're like, "Oh, I didn't even know people were making murals in the city," where would you recommend they go? Because there's one at the Forks in the, uh, in the what's mm-hmm. it called? Parking mm-hmm. garage? Yeah, Parkade, Parkade, Parkade? Right. So where else are there murals that are taking place in the city right now?
6: I would say walk down from Maine um, and just keep walking down by that hotel, uh, and then go up to Sutherland and then go to the Public Safety Building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, a lot, a lot there. Just. Walk down Main, you'll see. <laughs> there's nice. also
5: uh, some on Broadway that you guys can check out. I know that Synonym did one on... There's one that's across the street from the Hunter and Gun. Oh, cool. Uh, they did, yeah, Main Street. Uh, mm. Yeah.
0: I think I it's basically get out and walk the city, walk. right? Yeah, get out yeah. and walk Winnipeg. There's yeah. only a few probably days left before we get some snow on the ground, so yeah, get out and walk.
5: Yeah, just uh, open your eyes yeah. and you'll see. it. <laughs> also, you can follow Synonym on Instagram. Uh... I know that they post all the locations and stuff on their Instagram. Cool. So, so
0: do you guys have the addresses for that off the top of your head? Uh, Synonym. Synonym Art Consulting. If you just look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Synonym
5: Art yeah, Consultation.
0: Art yeah. oh, Consultation. That's yeah. right. Well, yeah. boys, thank you very much for talking to us today. We really appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy this weekend. Enjoy the fruits of your labor after the after the month of Wall to Wall Festival kicks off and and finishes up at the end of uh, at the end of this month. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks. Kenneth Castillo and Osani Balkran are two Youth Ambassadors for the Wall-to-Wall Festival. Thank you so much for joining us today. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate your time. So, um... Coming up next, I guess we're going to be having uh, Robert's conversation with Beverly Suick. She's one of the volunteers with Grands and More. Now, Grands and More is a local group that's been working to raise awareness and support organizations that help grandmothers who are raising their grandchildren and orphaned children in Africa. So pretty cool story there. Uh, but before we get to that, we've got... Since it's September, we're going to have a little Frank Mills with September song. You're listening to River City 360 on 93.7 CJNU.
1: City 360. My name is Robert Zirk and I am now joined via telephone by Beverly Suick. She is a volunteer with Grands and More which is a group of grandmothers and others here in Winnipeg who are helping to raise awareness and funds to help grandmothers in Africa whose families have been affected by the AIDS pandemic. Beverly thank you so much for joining me today.
7: I'm happy to do it. Tell our
1: listeners a little bit about Grands and More and how the group got started.
7: Yeah, uh, Grands and More, and the reason it's called Grands and More is that it's, uh, it's mostly grandmothers, but we do have some grandfathers who are, are part of it, or people who are just interested in the cause. You don't have to be a grandmother to join. Um, it started 10 years ago. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary. It was started in conjunction with the Stephen Lewis Foundation. They work with the grandmothers in Africa, who are taking care of their grandchildren who are orphaned by AIDS, it's quite a great cause because they're supporting the grandmothers. Uh, there are 17 million orphaned grandchildren in Africa, and uh, they've lost their parents because of AIDS, and so it's been left to the grandmothers to try and support and take care of those children. So this is what the Grandmothers' Campaign is all about. We do, do two things. One is we raise awareness about the issues in Africa, that uh, how important it is to support the grandmothers in what they're trying to do. So part of it is awareness, and the other part is raising funds for services for them to, to be able to help the kids get enough food and go to school, and just a general support for them.
1: Tell us a little bit more about how and More raises awareness about this important cause.
7: We speak to groups that are interested in wanting to know more about this. I personally went to Africa a couple of years ago with the Stephen Lewis Foundation and visited some of the projects that are going on there, so we like to have people understand how important this issue is. And so that, that's part of our awareness. So we speak to groups and we, well, we're doing a flash dance in November at one of the shopping centers and handing out brochures to people to say this is what this is all about. So we, we have a variety of ways of raising awareness. So that's what we do on the awareness side. And then we do fundraisers on the other side.
1: And some of those fundraisers, you can see on the website at grantsandmore.com, some of the bags and other items that are for sale to raise money. Tell us a little bit more about those items.
7: We do have merchandise that we sell. We have bags that are are made for us that uh, are very, very beautiful. Um, plus, we have a few other things that are, are made. We do have some jewelry from Africa. We occasionally have a quilt or two, and we sell them often in shopping centers. We might be in a in a mall with a table selling those things, or we sell them at events, like Folklorama. That's our merchandise, but we also do events. We uh, do a Scrabble Day, which is a fun time for people to just come play Scrabble, and we allow you to cheat, so that's uh, kind of different. (laughs) You have to pay to cheat, though, because we're trying to raise money. Um, We also do something uh, that we started last year, which was uh, an evening event called It's Okay to Rant and we had a few prominent Winnipeggers ranting, and then you could pay to rant yourself if you wanted to. And that was uh, very successful. So we also do do something called Warm Up to Winnipeg, and it's scarves that are knitted by local Manitoba people, and uh, we sell them to you, but you can't have it. You buy it, but it gets donated to uh, new immigrants to Winnipeg so that they have something to keep them warm in the winter. So warm-up to Winnipeg is, that's that's what that's about. You know, those are the kind of things we do. We're involved right now in what we call art from the attic. And with that, we collect art that people don't use anymore, that they're stirring in their attic, and it's nice stuff, but, you know, they just don't have space for it. So we collect it from them starting May of this year, and we now have almost 2,000 pieces of art donated by people. We have volunteers who go and pick it up and volunteers who fix it up and clean it up and sort it and then we sell it on September the 30th and you can get some great deals.
1: That's wonderful. So what kind of art can people expect to find if they stop by during Art from the Attic?
7: It really varies from, you know, $5 something pretty for your wall um, to some Particularly nice pieces for hundreds of dollars. Uh, we have we have a fair amount of Aboriginal art, and that that's something that goes pretty quickly, like birch bark biting pictures and various things like that. So there's a real range. So if you're looking for something just to decorate your walls, you can get something from five dollars to twenty, or you can look for some really really good original art from artists. So there's there's quite a range.
1: And it's been a pretty successful fundraiser. I saw on the website that nearly $100,000 has been raised for the Stephen Lewis Foundation.
7: Yes, it is, and that is how much we've raised, and we're certainly hoping to add to that on September 30th.
1: Fantastic. So what is it that you think inspires the members of the group to come together to help support this cause?
7: You know, we're very welcoming. We love to have new members because we think it's a great experience for the people involved to get to know more people and to work on something meaningful. I think it's it's really important that we are involved in something that really has a profound effect. And certainly in Africa, every bit that we contribute helps. So, it's it's good for the members, uh, and it's good for the grandmothers in Africa. We consider them sisters. You know, they're just like us, except they live in a different country that suffered some really astounding effects from the HIV uh, crisis. And so we're quite we're very committed to doing what we can.
1: And so Art from the Attic is taking place this Sunday, September 30th, from 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's being held at the Norwood Community Centre and it's free admission with the proceeds from the art being sold supporting the Stephen Lewis Foundation's Grandmothers to Grandmothers campaign.
7: That's correct. It's uh, 87 Walmer Street, which is uh, just off St. Mary's. And it should be a good event, and the sooner you come, the better choice you have.
1: Exactly, and if any of our listeners are interested in learning more about the event, or anything else that Grands and More has going on, or if they'd like to join the group and volunteer, where can they go to get more information?
7: I think that probably the best way is if they can go to the website, and there's contact information on the website, and that's at more. Dot com. So there's that's probably the best way for them. We're all volunteers, so we don't have an office per se. So we try and do as much as we can to be uh, responsive to people. So if, if they go to the website, I think they'll find all the information that they need.
1: And that's Grands, G-R-A-N-D-S, N, like the letter N, more.com?
7: that's right it's all one word and it will also tell you when our next meeting is because we meet once a month and we uh, we love to have new people come so if you can check out when the next meeting is just come and show up and uh, we'd be glad to have you join us or just just check it out or come and dance with us in the flash dance that's coming up but I I do want people to know that we'd love to have more members it it takes 40 members to pick up the art and another 40 to actually do the event and we have fun doing it so we're always uh, looking for more people
1: All right, so once again, Art from the Attic is taking place this Sunday, September 30th from 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., and you can find all the details at grandsandmore.com. Beverly Suick is a volunteer with Grands and More. Beverly, thank you again so much for speaking with me today.
7: Okay, great. Thank you.
1: Thank
0: you, Robert. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you everyone for tuning in today and a huge special thank you to all of our guests for talking to us as well. And
1: if you'd like to hear more River City 360, you can visit our website. That's rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org.
0: River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM.
1: And of course, we'd love to hear your feedback about today's live show. If you'd like to request a song for a future show, suggest a topic that we should cover, give us a call on our listener line, 204-944-9474 extension 360.
0: You can also find us on the Twitter machine and on the Facebook by searching at River City 360 on Twitter or searching River City 360 on Facebook as well. Drop us a message on there. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off and saying goodbye for River City 360
1: And I'm robert zirk thank you again so much for tuning into the show today and we'll see you next week have a great day and a great weekend